Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Not Yet Rated. And at least this week, I actually said the name of our podcast correctly compared yeah. to last week. Yeah, but you fucked up the start. I did fuck up the start, I know. But uh, He played his little jingle and he was like, nah, 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 it's got to stop, got to stop, got to do it again. The perfectionist had issues. The perfectionist had issues this morning, but that's okay. We are actually recording pretty early in the morning. It's, uh, what, 7.30? You strike while the iron's hot. I do. That's how it works. And given today's film, I think it's 0700. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much. Well, last week we actually chose a film which was Full Metal Jacket for uh, our listeners. And hopefully you did listen to it. And this week uh, it was your turn to choose a film. And uh, what I decided to do was to look at, uh, you know, an equally epic combat film that happened in two parts. So basic training through to deployment Mm. um, where you had character arcs of some development and, of course, the drill sergeant figure that was so preeminent in Full Metal Jacket. So we ended up with uh, <coughs> Stripes. With yes. Bill Murray and Stripes. Harris. That's exactly right. And John Candy. Let's have a listen to this song. This gives you a bit of a clue. Yeah. But it was good. There she was, just walking down the street singing. Do what you got to love that song. But, I mean, in the film, it's just... You've got them all singing to that march. And when I was watching this film again, I thought, well, firstly, I completely forgot that that song was in there. But it's (laughs) such a good marching song. Look, here's the thing that blew me away when you talk about similarities and contrasts. We both had a shaving head scene, which was pivotal to understanding the characters, even though the characters in this case were incredibly one-dimensional. Yes. And and then what you also had was the whole marching song. So the two parts were incredibly prevalent and they were both sort of sweetie, chintzy kind of songs to have in an intense military situation. Totally that was agree. part number one. It was, exactly. Oh. But Stripes, oh. what the holy hell was that film? What is that film? Well, firstly, <laughs> I mean, I want to start right back at the start of the film because I, I think that Bill Murray's character plays John in, here, in this film. And Bill Murray is just absolutely on point in this film. Oh. I think that, you know, the improvisation skills of, of, of Bill Murray, I know that the majority of the film would have been improvised, of course, mm. and that's the, that's the brilliance of Bill Murray. But um, also, I'm a big fan of Ivan Reitman, the, the director of the film. Okay. Like, this was, uh, I think it was one of his earlier films. Like, he did a film uh, with Bill Murray in 1979 called Meatballs. Yeah, I'm well aware of Meatballs. Yeah, Meatballs. But I, I think that Meatballs um, was a film that didn't give much justice to Bill Murray in terms of his talent. No. And I think this film was the one that really did it. I mean, the year before he did Caddyshack and that really (laughs) was the absolute pivotal for Bill Murray. And here you just see him escalate into what a a brilliant character actor, or improviser I should say as well, that he really is. It's interesting you say that because like the taxi scene, we talk about the first half of the film where Bill Murray's character, the concept is that he gets... He does the complete traditional hangdog, lost the girlfriend, lost yep. the job, does mm. the thing and stuff like that. But that taxi scene where he, he just wound up Bill Murray and just said, go. And Bill Murray pretends that he drank too much cough syrup. Yeah. He um, starts crying in the taxi. <laughs> he gets out of it, throws the keys in the ocean. That wonderful hangdog, sardonic, sarcastic, fuck you kind of attitude yeah. he brings to it is one of those things where you're like, this is going to be great. It is. Like, However, just... <laughs> Bill Murray's character. All right, Bill Murray has the taxi job, loses his girlfriend, sweet, goes to the army. He's going to make something of himself. That's right. Here we go. You're going to go. And he gets into the army and he goes through basic training and he gets to do a lot of push-ups and he gets reeled out by the drill instructor and he goes into combat. 
He's the same fucking character. He is. He the is. only thing that changes about Bill Murray's character in this film is that he can do more push-ups. Exactly. That's so true. He yeah. doesn't change. He doesn't change at all. And that's right. And I think that with Bill, I mean, Bill Murray's character, now that you're speaking about exactly that transition, he's actually, you know, he doesn't obviously care about how he interacts with other people, obviously the, the drill sergeant. Um, no. I mean, the interactions that um, between him are just so funny. <laughs> yeah. But before we even get to that... I mean, really, Bill Murray's character, I mean, as you said before, you said that, you know, he started off, he, he lost his girlfriend, his car was stolen. No, repossessing. Oh, repossessed, pardon me. Sorry, that's my mistake. Um, but, you know, I just love that idea. You know, he drops the pizza, he picks it up, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll still continue with it. And he goes inside, and then the girlfriend's like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, don't. You're going nowhere, John. Going nowhere, that's it. No, nah, I'm, I'm done with you. And then out the door. And then all of a sudden, his good old friend, Russell, comes, who's Harold. played by Harold Ramis. And Mr. I just want to... It, exactly. And I just want to talk about Harold Ramis because oh I just think, like, Harold Ramis, uh, you know, he, he was known for lots of different characters in a variety of films. And he also directed quite a few films, mm. too. Like, he directed Caddyshack the year before, and um, he directed a few other films like um, uh, Groundhog Day and, and those mm. others. But a lot of the characters that Harold Ramis plays in films, he's always he always comes across as this kind of smart kind of character. And well, he plays the straight man a lot as well. He does. He does, exactly. And I love his introduction into this film. It still makes me laugh. Like, he's a, he's an English teacher. He's teaching these um, foreigners how to, how to speak English. And one of my favourite quotes in the film is, have a listen to this. So he's talking about, oh, does anybody in this room know English? And then this character says... Son of bitch, shit. <laughs> That's actually one of the endearing lines from this film that continued for years. Yeah, it did. It did. And I just find it so, so funny. And then after that, and I'm going to play you a little bit of a snippet of the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell ya, this song here. Run, run, run. The Who Run Run. <laughs> he starts t- teaching these foreigners how to sing that song. I just think it's absolutely brilliant. Well, to as start a language teacher, you were expected, as soon as that guy put his hand up, you didn't know where it was going to go. Especially no, considering that in this one, he plays a character that is both smart and sarcastic, yeah. which is really good to see him do that role. It is. Where he's that little bit like, oh, I'm a little bit smart and <laughs> Instead of just the straight man where he's actually doing it. So he comes into Bill Murray's apartment yes, and he, he does. says like, He's going, can I have your last beer? Yeah. So just to put the nail in the coffin. Yeah. So Bill Murray's like, oh, he's just throwing his basketball through the window. Yeah. And then he's like, can I have your last beer? And he's like, we'll split it. Yeah. He does not split that beer. No, he doesn't. He just drinks the beer. He just drinks it. Yeah. And then he gives him the three bucks to do five push-ups. Yeah. Which he barely survives. He he barely survives that. Exactly. And then obviously persuades them to go into the army and... Oh, the recruitment officer. Holy shit. The Oh, sorry. The questions. Yes. The questions. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> the questions when they go into the army. I mean, one of them is like, well, are either of you homosexuals? No, but we're willing to learn. But we're willing to learn. Yeah. yeah. What a great quote. I mean, <laughs> and they both played off each other so well. They did. Like they, the two of them in that role. Yeah. Just fantastic because it was such a good balance. Then we go into the army. Oof, Sergeant Holker. Sergeant now, Holker. Yes. <laughs> 
Which the subtitle is, is Sergeant Hawker got a raw deal. Yeah. As drill sergeants go, because I was expecting, you know, we we just watched Full Metal Jacket. Exactly. I mean, and it's not as all, intense as that, though. Holy shit, he's nowhere near it. Nowhere like near. A, a warm, fuzzy, cuddly. Yeah, he's so cuddly. Like, he's just like. But he sits them around in a circle and has a conversation. Yes, he says he's going to turn you into a Marine. Then I'm gonna yeah. Tell you, if I say jump, you say how high. All that sort of shit. Yeah. But he sits around, he's like, why'd you join the army? Like, they have a little ground, yeah, ground table do. discussion, yeah. which is a character thing where they're talking about, you know, like, Psycho. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Psycho, and he's like, don't you dare. You only you call me Psycho. Exactly. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Yes. If you do this, I'll kill you. That's right. But, like, his character, while being like, I want you to be good soldiers, isn't a prick about it. No, he's not. I've had worse bosses than Sergeant Holker. <laughs> you know what? It's funny that you say that, because I have too. I know. Yeah. So... It's one of those things where you're like, especially coming from the drill instructor that we saw, which caused a man to kill him and himself. Yeah. And then you see Sergeant Holker. I'm like, damn, Bill Murray, you should back up. This guy's all right. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Like, you need to take it easy on Holker. (laughs) Holker got a raw deal. He did. So it gets to a point where him and Bill Murray have the confrontation. Yes, they do. Oh, in the... What what is this fascination with the toilet in the... In military films. In military films. My fascination is that... It's just like a row, like you're just shitting next to dudes. Yeah. Like that's, I've never liked the idea. No. Of that. You're just going to, hey man, like that's terrible. Yeah. Like how are you supposed to just take a deuce with a dude next to you? No idea. Yeah. So I don't understand the military fascination. I don't understand it. I think it's something authentic to the military experience. Yeah, it must be. And all those row of toilets all around there yeah. and it's all dark and it's just disgusting. Tiles. And yeah, tile yeah, the tiles and and then he's tiles. like oh, Yeah, exactly. Oh, just so yeah. And then I saw that when I watched this compared to obviously Full Metal Jacket when Ooh. we were talking about it last one where obviously there was a kill in there, but this guy's, you know, Sergeant Hawker's just like, Come on, yeah, hit me. me. Yeah, hit me. Yeah, Come on, like, hit me want, now. And he's like, You want to take a swing? That's right. He's and, like, Oh, I want to And obviously take a Bill Murray's character's got absolutely nothing. But really, you know, just this classic character of him just going back at Sergeant Hulker and saying, you know what, whatever, really. And he's yeah. he's too smart for him in so, a way. Yeah, but it, but Hulker knows that. Yes. Like Hulker's always known that and that's why he lets him take a swing and punches him. Because he's right. like, I'm going to forget this, you're not. That's exactly right. I thought that was really poignant. I, I think like, so way too. To, way, yeah. to, way to deck him. Of course, the next day, yeah. here we go. Mm. Obstacle course, up the rope. <laughs> <laughs> so Hulk is trying to get the guy up the rope. Bill Murray's like, look, you said he can't do it. Why don't you do it? Mm. So Hulk is like, all right. And now, he gets up there. <laughs> which brings us to John Larroquette. Oh, yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Which brings me to another point about this movie, unnecessary boobs. Well, that's important here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, come on. Hold we're talking on. about Hold we're on. talking about a film with a bunch of actors from Saturday Night do, Live. Do you feel like they were afraid when they were making this film that if there wasn't boobs, no one would watch it? Oh. Or do you think it was just like, because... He gets home and his girlfriend comes out of the shower. Unnecessary boobs, number one. But that's key. <laughs> you got to have it. And then it goes to John Larroquette where yeah. he's looking at oh, the female scaring. opposite yeah. is through the spyglass into the shower. Yeah. All right. Captain Stillman. It's Captain Stillman. And then you've got mud wrestling. Okay. <laughs> oh, I want to get to the mud wrestling. Mud I wrestling. love that scene. I love that scene with John Candy. John Candy plays Ox in the film. Oh, my oh. God. I haven't Look, even touched on him. No, we've got to get to that. We're hang on, hang on. Back to Hulk getting That's up. right. So John Larroquette's character, Stillman, <laughs> uh, just orders a mortifier, which yeah. blows Hulker up. Yes. Like So the removal of Hulker is this thing. So Hulker not only was just trying to do his job, he wasn't overbearing about it, but he still got blown the fuck up. Yeah. Like, that was so raw. It was. It was. Uh, and, like, okay, there's a point I want to bring up about him at the end as well. Okay. So let's talk 
Should we? Is it mud wrestling now? I think we might have to go to that before we go any further because it's mud wrestling. Isn't yeah, it? it's definitely the mud wrestling. I love that scene so much. Okay. I, I was laughing hysterically when mm. I was watching that scene again. I completely forgot that that scene was in the film because it's been, <laughs> I'd say, fifteen years since I last saw Stripes. Yeah, before the same. I watched it. Yeah, about fifteen years, and I completely forgot. But I mean, holy shit! I mean, John Candy. I John mean, Candy. He was Ox. one of those wonderful sort of actors who just I love him in this film. Because he goes into the army and he just basically says, "Oh, you can see that I've got a bit of weight on and that sort of thing. I'm just here to try and lose a couple yeah, you pounds." Said he wanted and to go to an aggression boot camp. That's exactly and it was $400. right. Four hundred dollars. Yeah, that's and right. He couldn't afford it, so he's like, "Well, I'll do the next best thing." <laughs> the army. The army. Exactly. But I love that part. Like he gets into the he gets into the mud bath with all of the all of the naked ladies and stuff like that. And he's in there and he's and just he's like, losing. He's losing to these women, and, and then one of one of the um, females says to him, "Oh, how dare you hit a woman?" <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then she clocks him. And then she clocks him. Oh, just brilliant. I think that's just absolutely classic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at it now because I'm picturing it in my head, exactly how that scene panned out. I it mean, is at least one of those things where you're like, this makes sense. It does. Like in terms of the guys and stuff, because that unit had been through that after Hulk got blown up, they all went out to get completely loose. They did. And they really did. Yeah. the MPs coming to pick them up and stuff mm. like that. So Holker had been blown up. They then decided that they needed to go to drill to graduate. So yeah. they'd been through basics. So they yeah, should have they already had. known <clears throat> the drills fundamentally. But, of course, this is where you get the amazing parade ground mm. drill number. <laughs> boom shakalaka Boom yeah. shakalaka Oh, the way they come in. But before you even get to that part, I, I think that um, I love the speech that Bill Murray gives to <laughs> everybody. The boys in the shed. The boys in the shed. <laughs> yeah. And... You know, now that Sergeant Hulk is out, it's up to us and all that sort of thing. And mm. um, I mean, that as I was watching, I thought, God, that's a good bloody monologue. It was from Bill Murray. Yeah, pretty and impressive. It was, and it was that thing at the end where he's like, "Make me proud." Yeah, make me proud. Because he said he was going to be like the big toe. He did. I think. Look, I'll say about that scene now, <laughs> the graduation scene. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing him in my mind. Um, once again, I completely forgot that that actually happened. It's got film. a dance number in it. It's got the dance number, and they're, they're really, really good with that. If it was any other situation, <laughs> you would not be able to get away with something like that. That was part of its brilliance. Yeah, it is, isn't it, really? But, oh, jeez. But then, after that, oh. the film changes. Completely. Completely changes. And that's where it went downhill for me. Oh, that's where it loses it. Yeah. Because the first act goes for two-thirds of the film. Exactly. And I almost feel, and this is one of my negatives about the film, is that I feel as though I would have been much more satisfied if the graduation scene was almost like the end of the film. Yeah. So, I mean, the basic training stuff was, I mean, when you cut to the montage mm. and stuff like that, one of those things that you'll see, like John Candy in physical comedy, yeah. was he was absolutely fearless. Yeah, he was. You know, to put himself out there in so mm. many different ways and stuff like that and to do it with aplomb and grace and humour. Like, mm. it just blew me away again yep. watching him, like, running with a full pack on and a gun and then just, like, face planting into mud mm. with just no issues whatsoever. You know, so the characters that were in that sort of central, like, Judge Reinhold's character. Oh, I love <laughs> Judge Reinhold's character. I love how he's introduced this complete stoner kind of character he's right like, at the hey start man, of the yeah. Hey, man, what's going on? Yeah, yeah you got can any, you hold something Yeah, for can me? you hold something for me? He's, he's got like, the envelope and stuff. He's like, like, like what? And he's like, oh, drugs. Drugs. Like, you know they strip search you before they put you on the bus, right? <laughs> 
one of those and Harold Ramis mimicking the head, like yeah. doing the thing, like one of those great moments oh, where he gets to go for it. Just brilliant. But so graduation comes through yep. and they do the dance number, which is amazing. Yeah, it's a great scene. And do the choreography. Yeah. That would like can you imagine setting that shot up? First mm. off, just like in a filmmaking context, like shooting on film. Mm-hmm. With Bill Murray, yeah. where you're always like... You don't know what gonna, you're going to get. We're going to go over budget. Of course. But that would have been a really scripted moment to make sure that everything was running like... That's right. I wonder how much. And they probably would have had a bit of cocaine before they started. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Military grade. Oh, yeah. That's how it works. Badouche. Early 80s comedy films. That's so then all the was. deployment. So the first half of Full Metal Jacket mm, shows character yeah. development into Gomer's eventual breakdown, That's rebuild, right. and then snapping. And then this one yeah. shows no character change no. with any of them. There's not. <laughs> not at all. And the, the thing is, it's interesting. I mean, you've got Bill Murray's character and you've got Harold Ramis's character. There's this big sort of ceremony about this huge truck. The Winnebago. The win- yeah, that's it. That's the one. The X-50 yeah, the X- or something? 50, something like that. Yeah, exactly. And there's this big celebration of this thing and everybody's like, oh, yeah, this is great. And then all of a sudden, they steal it. Yeah, because why not? They take it for the fun of it. Yeah. For the fun of it. Obviously, they find out that all of their good old military mates are all locked up and they've got to go to Czechoslovakia, I think it was. Yeah, wasn't it? Somewhere where Russia Somewhere was. In, yeah, that's right. And it was against the Reds. Yeah, it is. Because that was a thing. <laughs> and then what I love, there's actually a, a classic scene uh, uh, where Captain Stillman, <laughs> Captain Stillman brings this woman because clearly he's, you know... He, he's lecherous. He's, he is, that's really. And it goes back to him, obviously, spying on the women. But I love that scene, actually. <laughs> I'm jumping back a little bit. There's a great scene of the film where he's, the grenade. he's in Yeah, the grenade scene. He's in his office and he's sort of playing around with all these toys and stuff he's like that. Oh, I want some action. Yeah, I want some action. I've got to get in it. And then, you know, gets yes. the grenade and pulls it out and this poor little guy's just like holding it. He's like, oh, what it's do I corporal. do? What it's do I do? Corporal. He's like, corporate, hold this. Yeah, one of the most. Dumbest characters. And it was great too because it did that little, you know, behind the scene thing where he's like, mm, standing at the window looking and all we hear in the background is, grenade. <laughs> oh, yeah. just, just love that. But I love that part where he brings this woman in and he's just like, oh, he got clearance again and that sort of thing. And then his owner says, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> but that Winnebago was so ugly. It was so ugly. I mean, it had this greeny colour thing. How much, and I mean, the whole point was it was supposed to look like a traditional, like your Griswold's family wagon. Oh, yes. Like, that's how it felt. So it was the RV with the Griswold's that's edge, right. but it had a flamethrower. Yeah, exactly. And all this sort of ridiculous Nuclear shit. Because it took it out. Stuff. it took it out of the characters. Yeah, it did. You know, because then for that entire time, it's like driving through a checkpoint, yep. stealing a Russian's uniform, being goofy, yep. and like throwing a grenade poorly and like hugging onto your lady friend. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. Like the second half of the film didn't fit the first half. No. You spend the first 10 to 15 minutes mm. just with Bill Murray. Yeah, you do. In a taxi. And that's brilliant. You and know, I could watch a film of that. And then Harold Ramis in the apartment when you see him. Yeah. And like, their interactions with one another. Yeah, the first 10 minutes is great. And as you said, you could just watch that whole film of Bill Murray just having this awful bad day in yeah. which he has. Yeah, just a singular bad day. Exactly. But yeah. And uh, you could finish it with joining the army because what way to cap off a bad day yeah, exactly. joining the army? <laughs> exactly right. This is where we're going to go. We're going to join the army. That's right. But I think the, the, the latter part of the film really does detract it from me because, I mean, it was good to see it again in terms of, because mm. it, it reminded me of, because I completely forgot how the film ended. Oh, yeah. I, 
I couldn't even remember the film. So that was why it was really good to see it. But then, you know, they obviously rescue, you know, their military mates and, you know, and then obviously they get out of Czechoslovakia and they go back into Germany and that sort of thing. But And then they come back heroes. They come back and, that, and that's what I want to get to. I wanted yeah. to get to this just... Oh, oh, we need to talk to the baffling. It really, it really... How do we end this thing? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and that's... <laughs> that is, unfortunately, the problem I have with this film is... That's your problem? That's one of the problems. But before I get to that, one of the problems that I really had... <laughs> this is probably the most minor little oh, thing. Oh, here we go. Okay, so you've got... They're, they're driving the big military SUV thing, whatever it is. Yeah. And is, is this with the shutters down? Yeah, or with we? the shutters down. I cannot, as I was watching it, I was like, can you even see out of that thing from the, from the outside? Sean like, Young had a periscope. Of, oh, yeah. Look, <laughs> you just said you just said another major problem that I have with this oh, film. No. Yeah. Oh, and no. that is... I uncorked the genie. You did. And that is... Sean Young. Now, for our listeners, if you are familiar with Sean Young, she is one of my most hated actresses. And if you didn't know that now, you're about to find out. You're about to find out because I have so I'm many just problems go and with make her. a coffee and just yeah. let him get it. And I think the <laughs> and I think that the problem he's that I have about to go here we go. Yeah, here we go. The problem. I mean, she's wonderful to look at. Oh damn! <laughs> that's that's the positive there. But she cannot act for shit. She's gonna find you. She oh, I don't care. She's she gonna does. come through the fire. She she's yeah. gonna she's gonna hunt you down. That's fine. She can hunt me down because um she'll be weak as piss. Oh yeah. damn. Nah, no, I have major problems with Sean Young. Is and it just this film or is it all films? It's all of her films. Like I mean, she did this film and then after that she did Blade Runner and I can't. I mean, she looks oh, fine geez. to look at in Blade oh, Runner. No, no. He's gonna talk about Blade Runner. Yeah, actually, oh, I better not go into too much detail about oh, Blade no. Runner because you know I don't want my listeners to know so early about um, my opinions on that film. But yeah, <laughs> there's look, gonna be some controversy. For everyone that might have the misfortune to listen to this man going on about Blade Runner, I apologize in advance. That's all right because you know it's it's a rant to behold. It is really. It's unfettered. I have problems, but. Yeah, but Sean Young in this film, like, yeah. Do you think she detracts? Yes. Yes, she does. I thought it was interesting when they um, they landed the plane. Yeah. Everyone gets out. Yeah. And the closing thing, doing that sort of quasi-animal house, like this is where the person ended up kind yeah. of stuff, but doing it through magazine titles. Yeah. <laughs> so John Candy's character was win a date with Ox, and it was mm -hmm. him on like the team beat. Magazine. That's right. It was, wasn't it? And Bill Murray's girlfriend in the film. Mm. She um, was in um, Penthouse. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary boobs. Yeah, number five. There you go. Another another example of. So you could. <laughs> it's like, oh, look at that very competent military officer that went into Russia and mm. did this sort of stuff. Pose nude. Yeah. <laughs> Penthouse magazine, out of all things. Yeah, and Harold Ramis. What was his character's magazine again? Oh, I can't even remember. But but the thing is, they're all celebrated. Yeah, and that's the. That's the problem I have with it. They're all celebrated for essentially doing oh. the wrong thing. Holker leaves to start Holkerburger. Yeah. Oh, that's true. So yeah. the the drill sergeant, which is supposed to be the antagonist yes. of this entire story, who then does this arc about turning around. He hasn't changed character either. Not at all. But he gets to leave and start a burger franchise. Exactly. And I, for one, would eat it. Yeah. That dude got a raw deal. It was pretty good. And then hopefully he had a successful burger franchise. Mm, that's true. I just have problem with this. Look, the back third of the film. It's no, I agree. I totally agree. So after the graduation scene, it just went completely downhill yeah. for me. I just think that that whole bit where they steal the military 
SUV. They obviously rescue all their mates. Yeah, and which then, shouldn't have. Which you get captured anyway to be tortured and of, spied on, whatever. Of course, because as you said, the two-thirds of the film mm. is just hilarious. Good fun, classic, lots yeah. of pointless Goofy tits. situation. Yeah, God, so many. So many examples of it. Oh I just love that scene between Bill Murray's character and his girlfriend and they're in the kitchen and, you know, he gets a spatula and he's like, oh, you know, you remember yeah, that? Pretending yeah, pretending to cook her. Pretending to cook her mm. on, the, on the hot plate, but... You know, little things like that is just what yeah, is but that's the, great about that's it. That's Bill Murray's character, you know, just that's being him, able to him being Bill Murray. You're not watching anyone else. You're watching Bill. You're watching Bill. Ghostbuster and Ask yeah, Murray. Like, that's, that's right. That's the point. Exactly. But Jim, Jim Jarmusch. Jim, oh, that, uh, yeah. Well, Bill Murray just went <laughs> up and up and up uh, as, as we went on. And so did Ivan Reitman too. I, I will add to that because um, Ivan Reitman, this was, as I said earlier, it was like his second film or second major film. And then after that, one of the biggest films that he made was uh, was Ghostbusters. And there was one other thing that I wanted to talk to you about looking at this film because obviously I'm trying to pay more attention to these things mm-hmm. because I'm in this room with you, you filthy cinephile, <laughs> is that the way that it's shot. Yeah. There's points in that where... It's so blown out in this exposure, you can barely see the characters like shooting inside. So they obviously shot in real barracks and stuff like that. Oh, they did. Because the lighting is fucking terrible. It's not in great. In parts of this film. It's not great. No. Like that was one of those things that I noticed. Like you're obviously shooting on film. Mm. You've obviously done this in what was a real place or mm. something like that. But the cinematography. It's not great in this film. It's, it's overexposed in parts. Uh, yeah, it is. Like, you can't see characters. That's so true. And going back to Ivan Reitman, I know he was young when he did this and obviously, you know, goofball comedies and that sort of thing. His direction um, has been fairly consistent after this, <laughs> is what I'm saying. So you say yeah. the cinematography in this film is pretty shit, and that's because it is. But some of the cinematography in some of his other films, even some of the subject matters that he do in some of his yeah. other films, we're talking... Well, Ghostbusters is great. It's good fun. Fantastic. But you've got other ones like Twins. Oof. Some people love Twins. I don't know why. Um, Some people love it. Yeah, Kindergarten Cop, which is Look, good fun. But Kindergarten Cop's a good film. It's good, but yeah. It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> and then and again... Other- Last third of Kindergarten Cop. Oh, God. That's right. Oh, look, we'll have to discuss it another time. Because uh, you open up another can of worms. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's right. Look, you had a, a wonderful cast in this film. You had Bill Murray. You had um, John Candy. You had Harold Ramis. You know, mm. these are just important comedic actors. You know, or, Oh, of course. And a lot of those actors obviously started out on Saturday Night Live, which mm. obviously started in the mid-'70s and still continues today. It's mm. just fantastic. And a lot of our... America's best comedians obviously started on that. Uh, it was a good stepping stone for a lot of these actors with this film. Was it popular? Did it do well? I mean, you'd know all the deets. Well, um, pretty sure it would have done well. I'm just going to have a, a quick While you're look. doing that, I'm going to conjecture how they should have finished the film. Because, you know, I'm, I'm foremost authority on just making shit up. Yeah, okay, so tell me. So, they get the celebration and they get off the plane... And then Bill Murray and Harold Ramis's character mm. are both arrested. Yes, they quietly. are. Yeah, quietly. <laughs> For it. <laughs> yeah. And then the next time you see them, they're like at the Arctic with like John Larroquette's character. Oh, yeah. So they're in the same station. Yeah. In yeah. like there. Or they wake up on a desert somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like that arc could have been done a little bit. Yeah, better. I agree. Look, there's lots of different things here that could have been done differently. But as I said, um, I think, well, going on to what or you said. Or new mission. This will be topical. Yeah. So get off into the car. They get taken to the general's office. Yes. And then the general's like, we've got a new job for you. Oh. Space Force. Space Force. <laughs> 
Boom. Boom. Yeah, exactly. There's a sequel. It is. Oh, God, please. And what no. You could, no, because it's called... Holy shit, I'm a genius. Because it's called Stripes. What would you call the sequel? Not Stripes 2. Stars. Because oh. it's in Space Force. Oh, I see. What you, stars and oh, Stripes. Stars and Stripes. Thank oh, you. Going back to Full Metal Jacket, Thank our last you. week's episode. Oh, my God. Oh, you are just a classic. This is why you pay me the big bucks. Oh, I'm paying you lots of big bucks. Mm. Don't you worry. Yeah. Oh, Only you, you might be lucky. You might get uh, into the double digits. Holy shit. I know. Lucky you. Ooh, $10 million this, budget, this was. They said it wouldn't make it. Exactly. $10 what? million budget and it grossed 85 85 million in the US. So <laughs> not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. So that's good. Um, but that's a huge budget. It, it is. That yeah, 10 million. the sets. Oh, it does. Yeah. Did they just build that army base? Probably. probably just oh, what about the mud? Base. The mud scene? That probably just came directly from Bill Murray's house. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Bill Muddy. And same it's with all the women. Bill Murray mud. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. So what, do you, what would you rate... This film oh, out of five you, stars. I'll let you go first on this one. Okay, look, as I said, the two-thirds of the film are really good. I mean, there's definitely some issues with the direction of the film. Mm. Obviously, you know, you can't sort of dismiss the, the comedic geniuses of some of these actors. Mm. So out of five, oh, I'm giving it a three. Oh, that's actually better than I thought you'd be. I thought Did you think I was going to give it like a two or something? I thought you'd do a half mark. I thought you'd do two and a half. Well, years ago... I actually originally gave this film a two. Oh. But because I rewatched it, I thought, yeah, two thirds of the film, it's pretty funny. You know, it's got some great actors uh, who I admire, obviously. Mm. So they got some pity points. Right. But boobs? Well, the boobs helped yeah. maybe get an extra half star. <laughs> but. I think, <laughs> I think just Bill Murray's characterization and his improvisation skills obviously adds that um, extra point for me. So that's why I give it a three. What wow. about you? I'm actually exactly the same. Wow. Um, not I thought you would have given it a little bit higher. I thought you might have been about a three and a half. No, there's part like there's parts of that film that have not aged well. No, it hasn't. And there's parts of that film where you're just like, oh, jeez. Yeah. You know, it's like an uncle telling a shitty joke at a family mm. barbecue. Especially Harold Ramis's hair at the start of the film before oh, he gets no, shaved off. Fuck, I was actually about to say that film was fashion forward. If you want to look at what people will be wearing next year. That's what's going to be? That's what it's going to be. Oh, God. You look at what each one of those boys rocks up to that bus with and bam, that's what you've got for next year's fashion. Oh, great. I said it here first. Here we go. And I'm sure on that note, I'm just going to finish off because you know how I played that wonderful song at the start of the film. Loved it. How about we actually hear it from the film? If that had been Ermi's character from Full Metal Jacket, he would have killed them. He would have killed them. It is such a good March song. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It works perfectly. And I nearly lost my mind. It's so good, isn't it? So good. I think it's great. But on that note... Thank you, sir. I suppose we should always finish a up. It is always a pleasure. And until next week, it's my choice. Watch out. 